Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Inside Texas's Justin Wells. Uh, Justin, we're going to talk a little uh, freshman uh, today. Uh, and really, I, what I want to do is take just the offense this uh, in this video uh, and talk about those guys that have already showed up on campus okay. and kind of get a temperature check, right? I mean, just right. you tell me kind of where you think they're at. Are they ahead of where you thought they'd be, right where you thought they'd be, or a little bit behind? Or a little bit behind, uh, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, okay. And there's none better to start with. We're going to go by position, and that's Arch Manning, nation's number one ranked prospect overall, uh, and a five-star quarterback, uh, second five-star quarterback in the room now for the Longhorns. Uh, did not play great in the spring game, but didn't get many opportunities when the rush wasn't just enveloping him immediately. Um, what were your take? What were your, was your take on him overall, not just at the spring game, uh, but also what, what you heard behind the scenes during workouts and in the spring? With Arch, I would put him in the category of um, about where I expected him to be. I don't think he's ahead and I don't think he's behind. I think he's pretty much right on track. Um, you know, the, the thing that the, the thing that people talk about behind the scenes with Arch is how prepared he is. Um, it's almost an obsessive preparedness. Uh, and I think that just comes from years of, of his family. Just And it's not just from a football sense. It's life. Like, they don't just attack football uh, like this. They attack life like this. I think that's why they're so highly successful. The key with Arch Manning is, one, once he entered the room, he, he, he upped the ante on the other quarterbacks because it's different when an, a Manning enters the room. So all of a sudden, Quinn Ewers has competition and Malik Murphy has competition. And it pushed both those guys because you've got a kid that's that, that came in understanding the offense. Now, applying it, that's where it's that that's where the transition is going to you know get a little more rocky. And that'll come with with getting with reps and, and, and things of that sort and definitely more practice. But Arch brought in. um kind of a, uh, hey, here's this guy, here's the new guy in town, we better step up our game. And that's kind of what you saw. Like, one of the biggest takeaways from the quarterbacks this spring, Bobby, was Malik Murphy sort of beating out Arch. And that was a big deal to him, Bobby. That was a very big deal. And so the fact that he can be the backup and Arch is back there, that pushed him. And so what you're doing is your competition is breeding development. And so Arch Manning has been beneficial in more ways than one. Um, Sark even mentioned a handful of times he's very harsh critic on himself. He's almost too hard on himself. Sometimes Sark wants him to still remember that you're still a kid. You can still have fun. It, we're gonna, you're going to make mistakes. And Arch is his, his, his harshest critic. And so I think you want all those attributes in your quarterback, Bobby. You want them to build up the quarterback room. You want them to push competition. And you want them to have a healthy sense of, of, of being the best they can be. And that's exactly what Arch Manning did when he arrived in January. It's interesting, Justin, speaking with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. My, my thought, just is a little bit different. I think, I think Arch is actually a little, maybe a little bit ahead of where I thought he would be. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, a lot of highly ranked quarterbacks come in and aren't necessarily completely prepared. Well, he has the Manning effect. He's actually really prepared. Uh, yes. I, and I, I will say this. He was with the freshman offensive line during the entire spring game. Um, if he would have been with the first team offensive line or even uh, a mix of the first and second team line like uh, Malik Murphy would have been, I think Arch would have performed better. 
Uh, I'm I not saying that he would have been better than Malik Murphy or better than Quinn Ewers. I just feel like played he better, performed better. Um, and so I think that the coaches, in from what I'm hearing, saw more more outside of the spring game with Arch Manning than they saw in the spring game uh, because of who was around him uh, during that situation. So look, uh, I I think that I, I would I actually think he's a little bit ahead because people just don't appreciate how well-prepared uh, a Manning is when he goes into college football. All right, all right uh, let's go to next. Uh, and we're going to talk about Cedric Baxter at running back. But first, I want to say thank you uh, to our sponsor, Laura Baker. Uh, Laura is the consummate Austin real estate professional. Uh, she's a big-time Longhorn fan. She works for Keller, Keller Williams Realty and the Andy Allen team over there. If you're moving to or from Austin, uh, Laura is the person you want to talk to. Uh, give her a call at 512 784 0505 or reach out to her via email laura at andyallenteam.com all right justin uh, on this monday edition i want to talk next about running backs uh, cedric baxter was the running back that came in uh, early a nation's number one rank running back um did not look great in the spring game um but didn't look bad in the spring game our brian Irwin, uh in lunch with the coach on thursday said that he really liked Baxter in short yardage, particularly that one-yard plunge uh, for a touchdown when he lowered his shoulders and was like, you know, three and a half, a, a foot off the ground trying to go across the goal line. He thought that was pretty impressive for a young back to square his shoulders and do that. Uh, but overall, you know, where is he in your uh, litmus test of sorts? That one-yard plunge wasn't close to as impressive as that cut step jumped back inside, shook Manny Muhammad, who's still laying on the grass at DKR, and went up the field for another seven yards. That is what you want to see in a future running back. The, the one-yard plunge, all it takes is you is lowering your head and going one yard. That cut and step in and, and, and move, that's what you want to see in a, in a, in a big-body back who can easily put on another 15 or 20 pounds over the next few years and just be dynamic. I, I thought Cedric Baxter played well. Like I, I, I thought all those running backs as an aggregate played well. They each added some, a little spice of their own. And to me, Cedric Baxter was kind of the big body kid. Now, granted, Savion Red's got the one with the, the, the quadzilla quads. He's the one that can, you know, kind of go, go between the tackles. Jaden Blue had that shiftiness and that shake and that twitch in the open field that looked good. But Baxter looked like what, the NFL running backs look like. And when he made a couple of those moves, especially that cut open field, shaking guys, vision, following the blocks, Cedric, ba I, I, I think he's a little, I'm going to say he's, he's on par with where he should be. And I'm going to say the spring game may have not, not put him up a notch. Um, I, I would say he's a half tick below where I thought he might be. Okay, uh, well, I'm going to grade pretty he's hard the here. Number one back, I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to grade pretty hard here, just to be okay. fair, because I think the expectations are so high. Yeah, when you're the nation's number one ranked running back, right. um, you know, and again, did not have much room to run. Uh, nobody did really uh, on the day. Uh, I will say this: it's not that my long-term thoughts of him have changed. Uh, so I still think he. He's, he's going to be terrific. I think he's just not ready for prime time 
quite yet. I agree with that. I know, agree with that. Some, some of these guys, I mean, he's coming in, he's only played running back, I think, one year, right? I mean, so he's coming in with a little bit less – it's almost like I talked about Arch where I thought he was more prepared maybe in the than I thought. I think Baxter's going to take some more seasoning, and he's got an all-off season. He's an intelligent guy, a bright kid. He's going to be able to pick up stuff. I just think he's maybe a tick below where I thought he might be. Um, Texas did sign another running back in this class. That's Trey Wisner out of DeSoto, uh, Justin. He is not on campus yet. We're going to mention those guys within the context of the show, just so people know that there are other guys coming as well. We're just evaluating the ones uh, that were on campus th this spring. Uh, speaking with Justin Wells right now of InsideTexas.com. Justin, let, let's move on to the wide receivers, the two wide receivers that were on campus, and, and tell me what you think of those. Uh, because this is the position that may have, I tell you what, I'm not so sure that they're both not ahead of where I thought they would be. And that's John Tate Cook and uh, De DeAndre Moore. Let's start with Cook. Yeah, with Cook, it, for me, this is a, mine's good. My take's going to be a little different because I've seen John Tate play for four years, almost four years now. I'm not surprised at all where he's at. Actually, I think he is exactly where he's supposed to be and probably a notch, a notch better. Um, I knew the athleticism was there. I knew that the route running was there, the technicalities that he does with it. With the, he, he's just a very technical guy, but he catches it so effortlessly. I guess I was waiting for there to be kind of a, a lull when he got to college, because you got to catch up to the speed of the game, everything's moving faster. He enrolled early, so he's technically still both supposed to be in high school. I didn't see any of that. I guess I should have gone with my inner instincts because Jonte Cook was incredibly ready. Um, DeAndre Moore, I didn't know as much of because I just didn't see him. I never got to see DeAndre in person. I only got to watch clips and videos and things of that sort. So I wasn't really uh, – I, I didn't have a lot of background on him. And the first thing I could tell was he's aggressive and he he does not look like a freshman receiver. He looks like a young guy getting you know new into a system, but he's a physical receiver. He had a lot of targets in the spring game, Bobby. You could tell that there was some confidence from the quarterbacks when they were throwing to DeAndre and Jonte as well. And so for both those guys, I'm going to say they're a little bit ahead of schedule, especially for Jonte, who I've, I've seen so much. And DeAndre was kind of a bright surprise. All right, so let me let me give you where I'm at on both of these guys because I think you've you've said it quite well. Um, I had not seen Jonte nearly as much as you had coming into to, to his time at Texas, um, and I went to that very first practice, and Jonte Cook was faster than anybody already on campus at coming back to the ball. So he was exploding back to the ball better than Worthy, better than Casey Kane, better than Jordan Whittington, anybody that'd been there. For multiple yep. years. And that little bit told me a little bit something about where he's at uh, in, in some aspects of his game. Now, he's not perfect. Uh, Sark even got on to him one time on a route uh, because he tried to play around with it a little too much during that practice. But I immediately said, OK, this guy is a tick ahead. Just, you know, from a construct standpoint uh, of where I thought he would be. All that being said, the one that is that kind of blew me away of all the freshmen on the offensive side of the ball, the one that surprised me the most is undoubtedly uh, DeAndre Moore. And it's because, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about with Malik Murphy in the spring game, he showed a little bit of gamesmanship, yeah. right? 
I felt like DeAndre Moore had a little bit of gamesmanship to him. Uh, and the way he run, ran routes, the way he got uh, open, uh, you mentioned he got a lot of targets in the spring game, and that's because some receipt, some quarterbacks have learned to trust him in the last couple of weeks, right? It's Absolutely. not because they're just throwing into blank. I mean, Arch Manning knows who to go to. only throw to people they trust. That That's right. And uh, that's uh, Malik Murphy found him on a, a big D, a dig and then on an out route. I, I feel like um, of all the guys on offense, the one that has surprised me the most at this point is DeAndre Moore. I would have given him a, you know, he's a four-star guy. He may still only be a four-star guy, but he may be a lot more productive than that, earlier than that, given what I, I saw and you saw this spring. So, uh, And that's a, at a position of need with Brennan Thompson transferring now and with Jordan Winnington going into his fourth year uh, and uh, having had some injury problems uh, in the past. Uh, so this was a big uh, pickup for Texas. And I think of all the guys uh, at the freshman level on the offense that kind of surprised me. I mean, Jonte Cook was higher, much higher rated, right? And he's good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying he's better than I expected. He's, I think Moore is the most pleasant surprise. Moore has a physicality that seems more college ready than Jonte. Jonte's still a small, skinny guy. Okay. Kind of like Xavier Worthy, like the metabolism of a cheetah. DeAndre Moore is over 200 pounds. DeAndre Moore is more physically, I think, ready. And I think that's why you may have seen a little more emergence from him in the spring. That's fair. All right. I uh, want to make sure we mentioned Ryan Niblett at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. The uh, young man it's from all the night. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is still, he will not show up on campus until June, uh, Justin. And so we won't know more about him. He's running track right now for his high school. Uh, also, two tight ends have not shown up yet. Spencer Shannon uh, out of Modern Day in uh, California, and uh, Will Randall, who is uh, uh, Arch Manning's high school teammate, who is uh, rehabbing uh, a hurt knee at this point. Let's move on to the offensive line. Real quick, though, real quick, Bobby, let, let's let, let's give the fans something from that standpoint. Spencer Shannon right now is doing extra work at Modern Day, helping recruit a lot of these younger underclassmen for Texas that have identified guys at Modern Day. There are players over there from Brandon Baker to DeAndre Carter. Spencer Shannon's over there working. So you've got that. Will Randall is getting closer and closer to 100%. I caught up with him the other day. The tight end out of New Orleans, teammate of Arch Manning, he's on track for rehab. He'll be in. He'll be on campus early June, and he's a guy that I think the, the rehab's going to extend until the early part of the season. But that's a guy that Texas has a lot of faith in. And so, just a brief little tight end update where those guys are standing. All right, uh, with the offensive line, uh, four of the five signees are already on campus, Justin. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Uh, and went through spring. Uh, let's go through them one by one. The highest okay. ranked of the group was Jaden Chapman, yes. a young man out of the Harker Heights area, Colleen, Texas. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on him and how he looked compared to what was possibly expected? I, I'm a big, you know, that Jaden Chapman was my, my, my favorite O-lineman in the cycle, regardless of where a kid played. That was the one I picked here. A couple years before it was Kelvin Banks this year. Jaden Chapman was my guy. I, I, I was expecting him to be a little more physically along when he arrived. Uh, and I guess one of those reasons is, you know, a lot of those other linemen are bigger. They came in bigger and stronger. And so Jaden, Jaden was the athletic of the group. And so that he does get a little, he, he, he gets a mulligan for that, but I don't think Jaden is where he needed to be at the end of spring ball. I think he's there. He's trending. And, and like I said, we're going to be a little hard. We, we, but Chapman to me didn't feel like the highest rated guy. When I watched the spring game, he felt like one of the guys that came in, got some good reps, learned, learned the speed of the game a little bit. And now he's on the developmental track because there's a lot of guys ahead of him that are ready and experienced. I will say this, Justin, I felt like he's where he's supposed to be. I didn't have those high of hopes for him out of the gate uh, that you did perhaps. Um, so I'm, I'm not as concerned about that because I really believe that uh, you see guys, uh, frankly, uh, like uh, I'll give you an example, guys like Neto Umiozulu and Cam Williams that are, just uh, Jaden Chapman's not necessarily as talented as a couple as as Cam Williams, but he's in that netto range theoretically, athletically, and those guys take time. I mean, I think that that they people do. just gotta realize it takes time to to warm those guys in the oven. You can you know you can't microwave an offensive lineman. Right? An offensive lineman probably needs a red shirt going into college more than any other position in the sport. Gotcha. Um, all right, let's move forward to, to the next guy. I, I, I'm going to put him right where he is. Uh, the next guy I want to mention uh, is Peyton Kirkland, uh, the big lineman out of Orlando. I felt like I, this is the one I felt on the offensive line that was perhaps uh, ahead of where they thought he was. He's already lost some of that bad weight he had yes. in high school, Justin. Yes. So that's one thing that Kyle Flood and this Tory Becton, the strength and conditioning coach, has done with a lot of these big linemen that Kyle Flood's recruited, he's got some of that bad weight off of him almost immediately. Yeah. Right? You look at that 6'5", 385. He wasn't 385 at the end of spring. No. Um, he looked more like 350, 340, something like that. And what it did, I thought, was revealed more athleticism. He has some quick feet. Eric Nalin and I talked about this, Justin. Uh, uh, Eric uh, talked with a high school coach that watched the offensive lineman work out during the uh, high school coaches convention or conference that was in Austin with uh, Steve Sarkeesian. And he was just impressed with Kirkland's feet. So he had a long way to go like all these offensive linemen do, but maybe this guy might be better than what people predicted on the, on the way in. What are your thoughts? I thought where I thought Ch Chapman might be in that first year that's where Kirkland is. Kirkland is definitely, in my opinion, in the category of a little bit of head of schedule. And it's because he came in, not like, he, like you said, he came in ready and willing to, to shed weight and to get in shape. And he also came in 
uh, with the right attitude. This is a really good kid and a really good teammate and a really good guy for the program. This is a culture kid that I think is somebody you can build around in the future. Uh, but the number one thing is those feet. There's nothing more important to a tackle than his feet. It, it really begins and ends there. If you've got him, you, you got a shot. And Kirkland's showed some tap dancing ability, something I, I wasn't really expecting from a kid that came in at, what, 365, 370. You just don't expect that type of bounce. And he, and he did that throughout the spring. And so, to me, I would put – I would definitely put him – Probably ahead of the rest of the offensive linemen from a you know progression standpoint coming through the spring. Hey, look, he's still got a tire around the belly there. I mean, we could see it on the on the photos that we're showing. Seventy five percent of them do. <laughs> yeah, but but it was a much. I mean, if he gets much a flat, on the way ready, in. he just changed out. He's ready to go. Yeah, I I feel like he's not unlike. And this is going to be. He's not unlike Cam Williams in some way. And that to be so big, yet to have lateral quickness and good feet, Justin, is just a it, just man, not it as just not as athletic as Cam Williams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's he's got quick feet like Cam, and that's what matters. Yeah, because that way you can you can mirror guys and or you know move laterally and keep them out of uh, out of the backfield quickly. All right, let let's move to the next guy, and that's Connor Stroh. Uh, this is a young man that's remade his body. Justin, I know you saw him multiple times in high school. What were your thoughts on him this spring? I thought Connor was pretty much uh, where he should be. Um, and, and and the lower, you know, and these other couple offensive linemen, that's kind of what I feel on all of them except for one. Uh, I feel like Connor Stroh was the one that he needed to remake his body similar to Kirkland. And Connor came in with the mindset knowing he had to do that. And so, you know, he's he, he played some guard. Uh, this year. And, and I think he's a kid that could be cross-trained at guard and tackle. I think he's got the size, the width, the uh, the ability to to be one of those, maybe like a Hayden Connor, that you can play in different spots and, and, and you don't fall off. Connor's a very smart kid. Uh, he came in with a very good work ethic. And I think that's why he's, he's just like a lot of the other ones. He's probably not going to be in that rotation, but he's going into that developmental stage to where in another year or two, you're going to see some experience and some reps from him. Connor has has a very high ceiling, and I think it's going to be fun to watch his development. That's interesting that you think he has a high ceiling because I, I, that's the one thing I'm concerned with. Uh, what I'm not concerned with, Justin, is whether or not he'll maximize as a player, right? Like I think he's going to – whoever he can be, the, the young man's going to be as good as he can be. Um, Plus one. You, yeah. you, you, does that make sense to you? I mean, he's working hard. That's a good way to put it, Bobby. Yeah, I, and so I'm interested. I think he's about where I thought he would be. Would like to see some more athleticism, but that's just not who he is. So he's no. definitely going to be a guard. Um, I might even like to see him take some reps at center. But maybe that's not him either. Six seven is we, we remember the Mason Walters experiment. Sometimes a six foot seven center isn't your best. Re- yeah, remedy. no, I I agree. All right, once I thank think you. He's, I'm agree with you. I think there's some versatility there, and don't get it twisted. If he if he has the feet, there's some tackle potential there. He's got a reach. He's got the wingspan. These are big jokers. Yeah, right? they are. They're really big. I mean, that's that. That's the fun part of this. No, you're so true. I mean, it's so true. We used to talk about six foot three, two hundred eighty pound offensive lineman. Now we're talking about six five, three fifty. Right? It's just a different animal. Yeah, yeah. All right. I want to say thank you. We got a couple more players to get to here. Want to say thank you to uh, 
Laura Baker, a longtime sponsor of ours and just a really nice person, a real estate professional, longtime real estate professional in the Austin area. If you're moving to or from Austin, please make sure you give Laura a call. She can be your real estate agent uh, and real estate professional and represents you either on uh, selling your house or moving to the area. Uh, her number is at 512-784-0505, or you can reach her at email, laura at andyallenteam.com. Thank you, Laura. All right, last guy uh, for us here that we want to talk about is Andre Kojo, the youngest guy in the recruiting class as well, Justin. So keep that in mind when we go about grading him. Of the group of incoming offensive linemen, he did not uh, show all of that well but, you know, this is a guy that may have two years before they even think about, you know, breaking out the jacket and saying, hey, you, you may need to play here. So what, what were your thoughts on him coming in and exiting the spring? Well, the, my expectations were, were, were pretty low and nothing against Andre, just the fact that he is the youngest guy coming in. He probably did have the most of the baby fat that some of these players, especially big linemen on both sides of the line of scrimmage come in with. And so I preface it with that, that, you know, he is the, a developmental take. He is a guy that you're going to have to be patient with. Like you said, you're going to have to put him in the oven. He's going to have to warm. He's going to have to bake for a while. I think we saw the, the thing, the positive I saw from him, he's got a good punch. He's got a good strength of attack, point of attack. He, he, he's got some punch to that upper body. And the more his body gets transformed, the more Becton and, and Flood and those guys work with him, then we'll get to see over the next year or two just kind of what kind of a project he is, how far along he is. But he was definitely worth the take because at that young age, he's not going to have bad habits. You can get him – you can really get him slimmed down. And by the time he's 19, he's going to look a lot different. And that's pretty young considering, you know, how – when he came in. And so he definitely had the, 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 the less of the, the upside – that I saw from the other offensive linemen in the class. So, you know, he has to be that by default, but he's the youngest. And and just like Terrence Brooks from the class before, when he enrolled early, he was 17. It took him a while to, to, to get everything down. And I think Kojo will be at that point. He is going to look at some point like a beautiful offensive lineman. And if the development's right, he'll turn in to a very solid contributor. Matt, please keep that picture up for a second. I'm talking to Matt, our producer. Look at Andre Kojo and how big he is. And, and take an example. There's linemen in college on starters that don't look like that. Well, well Justice Finkley's right there across from him. And this Finkley is one of the – This is probably one of the issues. <laughs> well, Justice is quicker. He can probably get around Andre at this point. But in two years, can he get around him? That's the question, right? I, I think that that uh, in, in total – uh, Andre's probably a little bit behind where you might expect him to be, but not enough to be concerning at this point. Absolutely. Uh, and so he's got a couple of years, like we said, to bake. Um, all right, next, uh, Texas also signed Trevor Goosby, a big lineman, uh, offensive tackle type out of uh, the Dallas area. He is not on campus yet either, uh, right. so we can't really comment on him yet. Uh, but that, that those are all the ones. So I'm going to read back this list, Justin. Okay. And I'm going to say – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, kind of go over what we said. Arch Manning, you said where you thought he would be. Yeah. I think he's a little bit ahead. And, uh, and, 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 and I want to say one quick thing. This was the first time you guys had seen Arch Manning in person. I had seen him four separate times play. So I think that's why there might be a little bit of a, a difference in our opinions, too, is because I've actually seen him in person so much 
that I kind of expected what we saw. I think I that's the that same. No, I think that's the same thing with Jonte Cook to your 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 yeah. point, right? I think those are fair fair okay. comments. I I had some on on some guys too. Um, our uh, Cedric Baxter. Uh, I said maybe a little bit below of what expectations I had for him, uh, but again, long term. He's kind I think he. I think he's. I think he's on pace. Okay, gotcha. Those uh, those few cuts I saw in the spring game, you're on pace. Get 15 more pounds, and he's an animal. Yeah, and he had no room. Let's be clear. None of those running backs had room. All right, uh, Jonte Cook. Game, zero sum. Yeah, yeah. Jonte <laughs> Cook. Jonte Cook and DeAndre Moore. Cook a little bit ahead for me. Uh, DeAndre Moore way ahead for me. Cook a little ahead for me. DeAndre Moore a little ahead for me. Yeah. Unexpectedly. More yeah. a little bit more. And and not over Jonte so much, but I just felt like Jonte had come in more prepared. Okay. I'm going to go over my thoughts on the, the guys, Chapman, the offensive lineman now, Chapman, Kirkland, Stroh, and Kojo. Chapman I had where I thought he would be. Kirkland a little ahead. Stroh where I thought he would be. And Kojo just a tad uh, below where I would hope he would have been. Uh, your thoughts on those four? Just to, Yeah, I, I, Chapman a little behind where I kind of thought he would be. Connor Stroh's about where I thought he'd be. Peyton Kirkland's a little ahead of where I thought he'd be. Kind of the Malik Ogbo effect from the same class last last. Oh, that's spring. a good, that's thought, a good comparison, yeah. Yeah, I thought, man, that, that he kind of made that jump I wasn't expecting. And then with Kojo, I wasn't expecting much because the age, and I think that's why he's a little bit behind the rest of them. All right. We'll do uh, defense next week, Justin, because I think this is good. Uh, thanks again to uh, Laura Baker uh, for her sponsorship of the show. Uh, at, you can contact her at la laura at andyallenteam.com. Also, uh, guys, uh, please click the like button and subscribe to the video or leave a, uh, a uh, review on the Apple podcast if you listen to this via podcast. For Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football.